Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 473 for the first half of July 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with a forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this MP3. You can also see this index in writing at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. On this show, we're starting to get into the eclipse season, so we'll be looking at that solar eclipse uh, being the first show of the month. We're also going to give away a free session at some point during the show, and we will have a listener chart, who a listener who's being powerfully affected by the eclipse as well. But first, as always, we'll start with the forecast. The first of three summer eclipses radiates its life-transforming energy during the first half of July. This Cancer solar eclipse features a tight Pluto opposition that can potently catalyze releasing wealth and power. We also have Jupiter turning direct, Chiron turning retrograde, a pseudo-grand cross, and several other powerful aspect patterns. Very juicy. What's old as we come into July? We've got a waning moon. Several retrograde planets, including Jupiter, Mars, Saturn, Pluto, and Neptune, most significantly Jupiter retrograde through July 10th and Mars through August 27th, and three continuing aspect patterns, a yacht, a Thor's hammer, and a grand trine. So let's now move on to our individual days of the forecast. On Sunday, July 1st, communication could get wild and woolly under a Mars-Mercury-Jupiter T-square. It begins here on July 1st, peaks on the 8th, ends on the 13th. Mercury is an outspoken Leo, eager to jump into the spotlight. Mars is an Aquarius, potentially energizing shock, paradigm shift, and awakening. And Jupiter, the planet of publication, is in transformation-loving Scorpio. Left to its own devices, this T-square could lead to arguments or fights over conflicting ideas. Consciously managed, this T-square can help you catalyze positive transformation as you brilliantly and assertively broadcast your message. Also, on Sunday, July 1st, consider life-affirming adjustments to your relationships and creative expression as Venus quincunxes Pluto, Venus 20 Leo, Pluto 20 Capricorn. On Tuesday, July 3rd, you can open your heart more fully to unconditional love thanks to a kite with Sun, Jupiter, Neptune, and Pluto. It begins today on July 3rd, peaks on the 9th, ends on the 15th. The Sun is in Cancer, the sign of emotion and, in its highest expression, unconditional love. Capricornian Pluto supports practical, down-to-earth transformation. Scorpionic Jupiter offers hope, optimism, and empowerment. Finally, Piscean Neptune offers an easy flow of divine light and love through soft aspects to the other three planets. 
Additional uses of this kite include the positive flowing transformation of home and family, as well as smooth support for shadow work. To learn more about shadow work, go to astroshaman.com and use my search box for the post Shadow Work Resources U.S. and International. Also, on Tuesday, July 3rd, smooth support for shadow work is also offered by a Uranus Series Trine, Uranus to Taurus Series to Virgo, with Uranus potentiating rapid breakthroughs. This trine also makes wealth accumulation easier, especially if you follow your intuitive flashes and benefit others. On Thursday, July 5th, you can smoothly break through to a new level of abundance with the right partner under a Venus Series Juno Saturn Uranus Grand Trine. It starts today on July 5th, peaks on the 14th, and ends on the 21st. All five planets in this aspect pattern have wealth potential. Venus is the natural ruler of money, while Ceres is the harvest goddess. Placed in Virgo, they encourage you to spread your newly enhanced wealth to others and pay attention to detail. Juno and Uranus are in Taurus, the sign of money, and Capricornian Saturn is all business. Another person's involvement is shown by Juno, the asteroid goddess of committed partnership. Venus reinforces this meaning since she's the natural ruler of relationships. Uranus can catalyze rapid change, while the Grand Trine itself is a flowing aspect pattern. It smooths the way for opportunity, but gives its sweetest rewards to those who put forth the greatest effort. Also, on Thursday, July 5th, healing and mentoring. Whether you give or receive them, what role could they play in making your life more wonderful? This is a fruitful question to contemplate as Chiron turns retrograde at 2 degrees, 25 minutes Aries. The wounded healer will turn direct again on December 9th at 27 degrees, 3 minutes Pisces. This retrograde covers two signs. With Chiron retrograde in Aries, July 5th through September 24th, consider the role that wounding through aggression and violence plays in your life, whether you're giving or receiving it. Would healing in the areas of assertiveness, leadership, or sexuality be helpful? Chiron's retrograde in Pisces, September 25th through December 9th. Here, the energies of healing and mentoring naturally turn toward spirituality and inspired creativity. Pisces also encompasses the areas of substance abuse, excessive escapism, aimlessness, and playing the victim. Optimally, a planetary retrograde is a better time for contemplation than action. Taking definitive steps to deal with something is better supported by direct motion. But if something in one of these areas requires prompt action, act now. Also, on Thursday, July 5th, all three of today's aspects are better understood as part of aspect patterns. And uh, probably the simplest way to deal with all this is to go to my written blog if you want to go to the aspect patterns I'm linking to here. So today here on the 5th, Sun, Jupiter, Trine, Sun, 13, Cancer, Jupiter, 13, Scorpio is part of a kite with the Sun, Jupiter, Neptune, and Pluto. A Mercury, Mars opposition, Mercury, 9, Leo, Mars, 9, Aquarius, is part of that T-square with Mercury, Mars, and Jupiter. And finally, a Uranus-Juno conjunction at 2 Taurus is part of a Grand Trine with Venus, Ceres, Juno, Saturn, and Uranus. Ease, the Embodied Awakening Support Experience, offers you free weekly events via phone or web to help you enjoy more harmony, grace, and flow 
eliminate suffering, boost your intuition, experience more synchronicity, stop mental chatter and challenging emotions, live each day in a peaceful awakened state, support the global spiritual awakening, and much more. The online recording library, over 145 MP3s and counting, lets you experience the life-transforming power of ease anytime. To learn more, go to astroshaman.com, go to services on the menu bar, ease is the third service down, and remember, it's free. On Friday, July 6th, intuitive flashes can fire more frequently and be felt more easily in your heart as the sun quintiles Uranus, sun 14 Cancer, Uranus 2 degrees Taurus. On Sunday, July 8th, two T-squares begin today that really want to form a grand cross but can't quite consummate the union. Stand by for details about the individual T-squares. In practical terms, however, the two T-squares last about the same length of time and strongly influence each other. So while it isn't quite a grand cross, it makes sense to me to interpret this almost aspect pattern as if it was. So I now present a Mars-Juno-Pallas-Jupiter-Uranus-Pseudo grand cross. It begins today on July 8th, peaks on the 24th, and ends on the 28th. Its most obvious interpretation is a powerful opportunity to take committed partnerships to the next level with assertive action. This intense aspect pattern also invites a bold, adventurous approach to leadership and sexual expression. Finally, you can courageously communicate a transformative message, either to or with someone with whom you have a committed relationship. Those are the aspect pattern's most helpful meanings. Now I'll give the timing of the individual T-squares and tell you why they don't join to create a true grand cross. A T-square with Mars, Juno, Pallas, and Uranus starts on July 8th, peaks on the 19th, and ends on the 31st. Its partner, a T-square with Mars, Juno, and Jupiter, starts on July 8th, peaks on the 23rd, and ends on the 28th. These two T-squares don't fully merge to form a grand cross because Jupiter does not quite oppose Uranus. Another complication is that Jupiter does not square Pallas until July 17. And if you're having trouble visualizing all this in your mind, again, going to my site, astroshaman.com, and seeing this in writing with the graphics should make it a lot more clear. Also, on Sunday, July 8th, the T-square with Mercury, Mars, and Jupiter that started on July 1st peaks today on the 8th and ends on the 13th. And also on Sunday, July 8th, today's trine with the Sun and Neptune, Sun 16 Cancer, Neptune 16 Pisces, is part of a kite with the Sun, Jupiter, Neptune, and Pluto that started on July 3rd. And by the way, when I mention that an aspect is part of an aspect pattern and don't say anything more about it, what's implied here is that you'll get a more meaningful and in-depth interpretation of that aspect by looking at the whole aspect patterns interpretation. In other words, why just understand a part when you can understand the whole? On Monday, July 9th, the kite featuring the Sun, Jupiter, Neptune, and Pluto that started on July 3rd peaks today on the 9th and ends on the 15th. I've already interpreted that for you. And on Monday, July 9th, today's Mercury-Jupiter square Mercury, 13 Leo, Jupiter, 13 Scorpio, is part of that T-square with Mercury, Mars, and Jupiter that continues through July 13th. And as I mentioned a moment ago, when you see that interpretation, you'll understand this smaller aspect in its larger context.
on Tuesday, July 10th. Broadcasting your message to the world is powerfully supported by a yod featuring Mercury, Neptune, and Pluto. It starts today on July 10th, peaks on the 14th, ends on the 18th. Mercury, the planet of communication, is at the tip of this finger of God. Mercury's in Leo, the sign of the leader and the performer in the spotlight. Mercury is supported by two mighty outer planets at the Yod's rear. Capricornian Pluto delivers power in a grounded and practical way. Piscean Neptune flows divine energy and creative inspiration. If you make the right adjustment, you'll have abundant support to get the word out. Also, on Tuesday, July 10th, Jupiter turns direct at 13 degrees, 20 minutes Scorpio. It turned retrograde about four months ago on March 8th, around 23 degrees Scorpio. As I wrote on March 8th, Jupiter retrograde has been a good time to reflect on how Jupiter's core meanings have been manifesting in your life. Philosophy, religion, and the meaning of life. Optimism, hope, joy, and expansion. Higher education, being the guru, professor, or philosopher. And foreign travel and influences. You may also have been noticing Jupiter's dark side, overexpansion, and being convinced of your righteousness and everybody else's wrongsciousness. This is also called street corner preacher syndrome. You've also had the opportunity to reflect on how the core meanings of Scorpio are relevant for you. Shared resources, occult practices, wealth and power, other people's money, and taxes, insurance, and inheritances. Now that Jupiter's direct, you can start taking action on the insights you've gained in all these areas. But wait until after the solar eclipse on July 12th, if possible. Significant new actions are best initiated under a waxing moon. On Wednesday, July 11th, Flowing opportunities arise for prosperity, shadow work, and committed partnership as a series Juno-Saturn-Uranus grand trine peaks today. Again, that's July 11th, that's today. This five-and-a-half-week aspect pattern started on June 22nd and ends on July 30th. What follows is a slightly edited version of my June 22nd interpretation of this grand trine. Prosperity. Let's start with the prosperity interpretation. Uranus opens the door for intuitive flashes to guide you and the chance for sudden breakthroughs. It's fortuitously placed in Taurus, the sign of money. Capricornian Saturn loves hard work and can help you stay focused on your goal. One of Ceres' meanings is abundance and harvest, and her Virgoan placement suggests that you might accumulate abundance by serving others. Finally, Juno, the goddess of committed partnership, is involved. Rather than working solo, perhaps you could create more abundance by partnering with someone else. Loss and Sorrow Ceres' other primary meanings relate to loss and sorrow. To understand how Ceres, also known as Demeter, can hold these meanings along with abundance, I see the telling of her myth that I link to in my written forecast. In this context, Tarian Uranus represents persistent effort rewarded by breakthrough. Capricornian Saturn can help you muster the maturity, wisdom, and discipline needed to face your old wounds. I recommend my healing invocation as a field-tested tool for efficiently processing shadow work. To access that, go to astroshaman.com, go to resources on the menu bar, and then the first item down under resources will be invocations for healing and awakening. When you go to that page, the second post with the photo of the screaming man describes the healing invocation.
Juno suggests that someone with whom you share a committed partnership might catalyze these challenging feelings and or help you work through them. A grand trine provides easy connection among its planets, but only reaches its full potential when nurtured with conscious effort. This aspect pattern will get you started, but it's your sweat equity that will really pay the dividends. Finally, on Wednesday, July 11th, one-of-a-kind creativity is supported by two aspects today. A Venus-Jupiter quintile, Venus, one degree Virgo, Jupiter, 13 Scorpio, and a Venus-Uranus trine, Venus, two degrees Virgo, Uranus, two degrees Taurus. These aspects also offer magical support for relationship healing and serving your beloved. On Thursday, July 12th, a solar eclipse, which is also a Cancer new moon, powerfully supports new beginnings in emotional openness, family, home, and shadow work. Its effects will last 6 to 12 months. Shadow work, healing childhood wounds and other lingering traumas, is doubly emphasized by mighty Pluto, ruler of psychology, tightly opposing the luminaries. This solar eclipse kicks off a powerful period when you can dive into experiential healing modalities. These can help you release the fear, pain, and other challenging emotions that are stopping you from living a more joyful and wonderful life. With Pluto so prominent in this eclipse, it's worth taking a look at what I like to call my Pluto prescription. This has four areas of release and two areas of empowerment. The first suggested area of release is physical objects. You could say that everything you own also owns you. It takes up space. It might have to be insured or maintained or otherwise tended to. And every object radiates an energy field. If this field is not compatible with your current life direction, it's working against you. If a physical object is necessary or somehow makes your life more wonderful, by all means keep it. Otherwise, perhaps you should discard it, recycle it, or find it a new home. The second Plutonian area of release is relationships. The same basic idea applies as with physical possessions. If a relationship is wonderful or supports your life purpose, then maintain or deepen it. If it's toxic or negative or does not support your life mission, even if the relationship is comfortable but has become stagnant, consider letting it go or minimizing contact. It doesn't matter how great the relationship may have been in the past, always and ever. There is only now. Pluto's third area of release is your habit patterns. We all have certain things we routinely do with little or no thought. Become aware of these things and make conscious decisions about whether or not to continue them. By all means, keep brushing your teeth. But is your life really enriched in a meaningful way by playing computer solitaire every night? Pluto's fourth and final area of release is the subtlest. What arbitrary limits are you placing on what's possible in your life? If you're living your life within a certain conceptual framework and you're 100% happy there, no problem. But if you have a gnawing sense that more is possible and that expanding into it would make you happier, it's because that greater possibility does exist. The universe is a hologram shaped by our thoughts. Much more is possible than most people dare to imagine. How big are you willing to dream? Doing the four levels of release I just described can open up an amazing amount of space in your life. Once you've created that space, it's much easier for Pluto to bless you with the gifts of wealth and power.
Most people, when they hear wealth, think of money, and it can certainly show up that way. But wealth can be anything that you value, tangible or intangible. You've probably heard that health is wealth. Two of the things I value most in my life are my spiritual awareness and my relationship with my twin flame, Makisala. But it would be impossible to assign a monetary value to either one. So broadly speaking, we could say that wealth is anything that adds value to your life in any way. Have a chat with Pluto. All the planets are living beings and they can all hear you. Tell Pluto the kind of wealth you want more of in your life. The universe has a much easier time giving you what you want when you specifically request it. The other Pluto gift is power. This breaks down into two basic categories, power over others and power shared with others. The power over others approach is typified by the mafia, street gangs, and a well-known American president. Your heart is closed. As long as you get your way, it doesn't matter how many other people have to suffer. They're just collateral damage. It's a zero-sum game. For you to win, somebody else has to lose. In the power over others game, you might claw your way to the top for a while, but there's always someone else gunning to take your place. In the Law of One teachings, this would be described as the path of service to self. By the way, Law of One is a fantastic body of channeled information that describes life, the universe, and everything better than anything else I've read. It's available free online at lawofone.info if you're interested. A more peaceable and enlightened approach is power shared with others. The Law of One teachings calls this service to others. To maximize this approach, first make a conscious connection with your higher self. Once you've established this fundamental inner relationship, your divine self will bless you with infinitely more power than you could ever commandeer from other humans. You'll be able to accomplish far more in your life than you might have thought possible. Only insecure people feel the need to control others. Once you've attained the fundamental security of experiencing your spiritual immortality, you'll be overflowing with power. Your overwhelming desire then will be to share it with others for their highest good and to help those who are ready learn how to access it within themselves. If you'd like to learn how to access it for yourself, then that's easy. Go to astroshaman.com. Once again, go to resources on the menu bar. Click the first item, Invocations for Healing and Awakening. And this time, check out the first post on that page with the blue angel called Invocations for Healing and Awakening. It gives a free technique that many people have used to rapidly attain embodied spiritual awakening. Let's look at other aspects to this solar eclipse. As you can see, partnering with Pluto during and after this lunation could profoundly change your life for the better. But this solar eclipse also offers other wonderful opportunities. A harmonious trine from Piscean Neptune to the luminaries can make it much easier to establish a consistent connection between your personality and your divine self, or deepen the one you already have. This flowing aspect can also open the floodgates of creative inspiration. Create as much as you can as the ideas roll in, and note the rest for later development. The solar eclipse also has a couple of minor aspects. A loose conjunction between the luminaries and Pallas Athena supports new beginnings and feminine assertiveness, strategy, and practical creativity. And a quincunx from Vesta suggests making adjustments to support a worthy higher cause. The Sabian symbol for the solar eclipse is a prima donna singing. 
This symbol encourages you to get out there and share your gift with the world, whatever your special talent may be. If this is new territory for you, it can be enough just to sing the right notes at the right time, metaphorically speaking. As your skill and confidence increase, your performance can fill with increasing amounts of divine inspiration. Ultimately, when you lock into the zone, it will feel as if the performance is being done through you, not by you. Three powerful eclipses happen this summer. I've just told you about the July 12th solar eclipse featuring Pluto's super tight opposition to the sun and moon. The July 27th total lunar eclipse is also a powerhouse, with the luminaries closely conjunct the lunar nodes and tightly squaring paradigm-shifting Uranus. Finally, the August 11th solar eclipse places the sun and moon at the tip of a potent finger-of-God aspect pattern, with the gods of change Neptune and Pluto on the back end. All three of these eclipses can powerfully affect you for the next 6-12 to 12 months. Let me help you harness these potent eclipse energies so they'll make your life more wonderful. The following interpretations only summarize the most important effects of the two remaining eclipses, but in a nutshell, July 27th total lunar eclipse. The power of an eclipse is partly determined by how close the luminaries are to the lunar nodes, and here they're only about one degree away. High intensity and the potential for rapid breakthroughs is shown by a tight Mars-Uranus square, with Mars tightly conjunct the Aquarian moon and Uranus tightly squaring the luminaries. This is a fantastic opportunity to take immediate action on your intuitive flashes and step more boldly into your authentic self-expression. The August 11th solar eclipse. The three outer planets are called the gods of change. Two of them, Pluto and Neptune, point a finger of God at the sun and moon during the August 11th solar eclipse. With the luminaries in Leo, you can use the potency of this yod to energize adjustments that will let you step more fully into your leadership and creative expression. Five other aspects add more energy and meaning to this potent lunation. Are you concerned about how these eclipses will affect you? Do you want to maximize their benefits? Then consider an eclipse-focused astrology consultation. These eclipses will impact 33% of your natal chart. Any sensitive points in your chart in the following ranges will be strongly affected. For starters, 16 to 26 degrees cardinal, those are the signs Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, 0 to 10 degrees, and 14 to 24 degrees fixed, that's Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Sensitive natal points include all the personal planets, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, the angles, the cusps of the 1st, 4th, 7th, and 10th houses, the north and south nodes of the moon, and any planet that rules an angle. Discover exactly how these eclipse energies affect your chart and how to make the best use of them. Save up to 45% off my full rates when you do an eclipse-focused session between now and the final solar eclipse on August 11th. Rather than offering a specific percentage off, I invite you to use the same sliding scale I always make available. Pay anywhere from the full rate of $180 an hour to the minimum rate of $100 an hour. You choose the amount at the end of your session. I offer one hour, 90 minute, two hour, and three hour sessions. The longer the session, the more I can help you. These sessions can cover any topic you like, not just eclipse effects. Shamanic healing and awakening activation can also be included during your session.
Like all my clients, you're protected by the Astro Shaman Guarantee. If you don't feel that your session was helpful, it's free. I've got a post about this Eclipse special on astroshaman.com. You'll easily see it when you go to the home page and look in the What's New section. From there, there's a link to my online booking calendar if you want to go ahead and schedule something now. I look forward to helping you make the best use of these powerful eclipses, as well as your other important astrological influences. If you know these eclipses will be impacting you strongly, or if you'd just like some help with all the intensity and challenge in your life right now, I'd be delighted to help you with a satisfaction guaranteed Astrology Plus consultation. On Saturday, July 14th, the Grand Trine with Venus, Ceres, Juno, Saturn, and Uranus that started on July 5th, peaks today on the 14th and ends on the 21st. Also on the 14th, the Yod with Mercury, Neptune, and Pluto that started on the 10th, peaks today on the 14th and ends on the 18th. On Sunday, July 15th, we have a Uranus, Pallas, Athena square. Uranus to Taurus, Pallas to Leo. This is part of that big pseudo-Grand Cross with Mars, Juno, Pallas, Jupiter, and Uranus that started on July 8th and which I have already interpreted. Whatever your sun sign, my forecasts can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern Time Zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone is affected by these global transits. However, you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me at astroshaman.com. Looking ahead to our next podcast for the second half of July, we're going to have that lunar eclipse in Aquarius, that super tight one that I talked about. Mercury is going to turn retrograde, as if having Mars retrograde already wasn't enough. They're going to be simultaneous. We're going to have the Sun entering Leo, a magical quintile between Saturn and Neptune that'll be fantastic for law of attraction and embodied awakening, and nine new aspect patterns, most of them hard, but two envelopes that are really magical and lots of cool opportunity there. So as always, I'll be here giving you the best use of those astrological energies, and I hope you'll join me. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with AstroShaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? AstroShaman is an authorized dealer for SolarFire Gold, which also runs on Macs running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose SolarFire Software from the drop-down menu a free forecast newsletter, and the best available price on SolarFire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. I have a brief announcement section for you. First, I'd like to thank those who sent their charts in in the last month, including Kimberly, Rebecca, and Jeremiah. You're all eligible now to have your charts featured in part one of the show when I do listener charts, and 
You're also eligible to win a free session every month, and I'll be announcing that free winner here in this section of the show. How can you enjoy the most wonderful possible benefits from the summer solstice chart and the three upcoming eclipses in July and August? Find out by watching my two new forecast videos. The summer solstice chart's influence will last for three months, and the eclipse effects could last for a year. As always, I accentuate the positive, make the technical stuff easy to understand, and entertain you with lots of graphics. You can easily access this post, which has both videos conveniently embedded from the What's New section of astroshaman.com. And by the way, I just got a, a review from a person who watched it. Iris Bloom said, I recommend the video on the eclipses. I'm amazed. I feel so tuned in to this level of real applicable information. Very high level of knowledge that one can apply immediately to change one's life for the better. Excellent knowledge. Thank you, Benjamin. Thank you, Iris, for that wonderful unsolicited testimonial. If you're in the Asheville area at any third Tuesday of the month, I do shamanic awakening meetups here. Also, that's included in the EASE program that I mentioned at no charge. And information on that is in the Practical Spirituality section of astroshaman.com. Finally, our free winner this month is William. This is the William who's born May 31st, 1952 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If you think that's you, then pop me an email at info at astroshaman.com. Tell me your time of birth and I'll verify you and we'll get you set up with your free session. Congratulations, William. This ends the announcement section. Our listener chart features Mo, M-O. Mo is born January 8, 1982, 7.46 a.m., Fall River, Massachusetts, and I picked Mo's chart because he is getting lit up in an interesting way by the solar eclipse. And uh, again, the solar eclipse is happening at 20 degrees, 41 minutes Cancer. We'll just round that to 21. Mo's chart is hidden in an interesting way. Uh, Mo's north node is at 22 and a half Cancer, so direct contact from the solar eclipse. Mo's sun is pretty much 18 degrees Capricorn, so it's being opposed by the solar eclipse. And um, also, Mo has Saturn, his chart ruler, he has Capricorn rising at 22 Libra, so we've got a square from the eclipse over to his Saturn. There's an aux some interesting auxiliary soft aspects, so I don't normally look much at soft aspects when I look at lunations, but uh, because of Mo's chart, we're going to look at that as well. So let's dive in and explain. Uh, sometimes I'll be speaking to you, the listener. Sometimes I'll be speaking directly to Mo. Hi, Mo. <laughs> so I'll flip back and forth as spirit leads me or as my mind wanders. So let's go ahead and uh, first interpret uh, Mo's lunar nodes. So Mo, you've got South Node Capricorn, North Node Cancer. And as always, by the way, listeners, um, I always put a chart up at this week in astrology.blogspot.com. And I've got a little PDF up there, a one-pager showing the most important transits of this eclipse to Mo's natal chart. So again, the south node Capricorn, north node Cancer indicates south node is always what you've brought in from past lives or from your genetics, and it says what you're good at already. So a south node Capricorn indicates a natural gift at being productive and responsible. Um, chances are, Mo, you're, you're comfortable working. Uh, of course, Capricorn rising would indicate that as well, but that's a side note. But a south node Capricorn, comfort with uh, accomplishment, getting stuff done. 
north node in Cancer indicates um, one of the things you came to work on, the north node is the discomfort zone, something the soul hasn't done a lot of experiencing of yet, is really learning how to be fully in your heart. And God knows that's been my journey this lifetime, is growing up being very productive, accomplishment-oriented, getting stuff done, but you know, having to learn how to open the heart and really feel emotionally. So that uh, that's a journey that is typical of a south node Capricorn over to a north node Cancer. Also, appropriate work-family balance. This this kind of setup can tend to favor work, and it's, it can take a conscious effort to devote enough time to family or home affairs, or enough time to do your own inner processing, like shadow work, for example. So also, Mo, you've got your south node in the 12th house and the north node in the 6th. So this adds an interesting flavor to this chart. So we've already said south node natural gift for accomplishment, getting things done. South node in the 12th indicates uh, natural gifts either in spirituality, in the sense of having an easy connection to the divine, or a, a high level of inspired creativity. So this could be a south node in Capricorn in the 12th could indicate someone who's, who's you know, very productive at their creative work or is able to integrate embodied awakening very easily, for example. Those are two ways that could come together in a lovely way. What about a north node cancer in the sixth house? So this indicates um, you've come to be uh, nurturing and healing and open-hearted in the area of health, in service, and in detail work. So the uh, way this often plays out is that you're here to really do open-hearted service. That's probably the most obvious way to think about this particular setup. So, so the, that's kind of how I'm thinking about the nodes and the signs and houses mo. Um, let's add in a very important factor, um, and all this we'll, we'll cover you know, with the eclipse effects as well, but as always, one must establish the meaning of the natal chart at the core before you start throwing, moving stuff on it, because you have to understand the natal signature uh, and what's being stimulated. So you've got this, uh, these nodes tightly squared by Saturn natally. Your Saturn's rounded, I mean, the nodes and Saturn both round to 22 degrees. So when you have Saturn squaring the north node and the south node, it shows that um, typically you'll encounter authority figures in your life who try to say, this is your life purpose, and I'll define it for you, and you'll, by God, do it the way I say. So um, another subtle thing as well, it's a little subtler and not directly affected by this eclipse, but uh, Mo, you've got a Pluto-Saturn conjunction, and Pluto is also squaring your nodes. So these both are very power-oriented planets, and thus, I'm guessing one of your major life um, arcs has been really stepping into your own full authority. And chances are you've had some very powerful people who have stood in your way and tried to define your life purpose for you. And your job has been to stand in your own power and say, uh, well, thanks for your opinion, but I'm my own boss. I call my own shots. I'll, I'll say what my life is about. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> So that, that looks to me like a really major piece of the life purpose for you, really standing in your power and defining your life purpose for yourself. Um, also, this indicates that the life purpose will have high visibility. Um, again, the south node is conjoining the ascendant. I haven't said this yet, but it is. It's about four degrees off from the 12th house side. That is a conjunction. 
the south node is also conjunct the sun, uh, about four and a half degrees off. So we've got, uh, and that Saturn that it's squaring and the Pluto both are the most elevated planets in the chart right at the top. Uh, the Pluto square is made more prominent because you have a Scorpio midheaven Mo, and therefore Pluto, modern ruler of Scorpio, um, is high prominence. And Saturn, basically the, the two planets squaring the nodes are the ruler of the Ascendant and the Midheaven. And, and those are the most visible rulers of the chart. They're in a high visible uh, situation. The nodes themselves are, you know, along the Ascendant-Descendant axis. The Ascendant is where people first see you. It's like all over the place we're getting signatures that life purpose is going to be very visible, initially challenged. But once you really step into your authority mode, it's like, yeah, you'll be very visible with your life purpose and out there doing it for all to see. I'm now going to bring in a uh, subtler uh, thing that I wouldn't normally do in uh, interpretation like this, but it's so, so obvious I really need to mention it. Your nodes also make soft aspects to the midheaven. So the north node is trying your midheaven, and that's an orb of only about two degrees of variance. And of course, therefore, the south node is sextile. So um, the nodes actually aspect all four angles, <laughs> either by conjunction or by soft aspects. So uh, that's even more high prominence than we would have seen otherwise. Um, there's one other flavor I want to add in here, which is Chiron. Chiron, you have at 18 Taurus. Chiron is sextile your north node, trine your south node. And the flavor this adds, it, it piggybacks on one of the sixth house meanings. The north node, again, is in the sixth house, the destiny point in the house of healing and service. And Chiron's the healer and the mentor. So Chiron's soft aspects to the nodes uh, add a flavor of that to your chart. Um, so all things thing, I can see, Mo, that a significant energy you're putting forth, whether you're doing it professionally or not, I don't know, but... Um, very much an energy that you would want to master the projection of into the world for service is a healing energy for others or mentoring or giving good advice, good energy out. So that's all stuff that um, the natal setup is indicating. And again, I'm, I'm leaving out most of the planets here. I'm just covering the nodes. The angles, the sun, Saturn, Pluto, Chiron, uh, and the angles um, in terms of this natal interpretation. So that's all natal. I haven't even talked about the eclipse yet. But let's add the eclipse now. I think we've established enough natal groundwork to bring it in a, in a meaningful way now. So again, this solar eclipse is at 21 Cancer, very close to your north node, Mo. So the first message of this eclipse is saying, light up with your life purpose, which I've already described in some depth. So uh, again, eclipse effects last 6 to 12 months. Therefore, your ability to move forward with your life purpose as you perceive it is very strongly empowered over the next 6 to 12 months following the July 12th eclipse. So that's awesome news. Um, the eclipse is also almost exactly trying your midheaven. Again, normally I would only look at quadrature, conjunction, opposition, square, but this is so strong it's nearly exact. It's within 10 it's one-sixth of a degree from exact, so I'd say this eclipse trining your midheaven is also a very strong boost to getting out and doing your thing. Um, and again, often the midheaven, which indicates your work in the world, is going to have some correlation with the north node, which is your life purpose. 
And since you have a natural trine in the natal chart, uh, north node to midheaven, it just makes sense. They're tied together natally, therefore the eclipse is going to stimulate them both. It just makes sense. Your chart indicates, Mo, with the north node trine midheaven natally, that it should, when you are doing for a living what your life purpose is, there should be a smooth, easy flow with that. It should feel very comfortable. And the eclipse, therefore, is firing up not just life purpose, but your work in the world, whatever that may be right now. So that's probably a, the biggest opportunity is, you know, new energy toward life purpose, toward career with this, with this eclipse on your north node. Now, let's not forget, though, that you have your sun at 18 Capricorn across the chart, and the solar eclipse is also opposing your sun. So this is lighting up everything represented by the natal sun. Of course, for anybody, the sun is the core of personality, and it's saying, okay, whatever new energy you want to put out into the world, shining forth, you know, shine forth, let it be seen. Um, your sun natally, Mo, is also set up, it's interesting, it, it oscillates between hidden and visible. Os hidden because it's in the 12th house, which likes to hide out and be in its own private space, but the sun is um, sextile your midheaven and it's loosely conjunct your ascendant. So the sun also aspects both of the most visible angles. So when I see a chart like this, it says, okay, here's someone who needs some solo time, retreat back, do your meditation, your chill time, your reflection, whatever. And then when it's time to go out and make something happen, then you go out and you get visible again. And with a Capricorn sun, you, of course, can go out and make things happen. Um, a lot of your chart is Capricorn energy. Um, of the primal triad, sun, moon, rising sign, both the ascendant and the sun are Capricorn. So a lot of accomplishment potential here for you. So the eclipse opposing the natal sun is firing up a lot of that stuff. Now, the eclipse has another effect because of the sun. Mo, in my house system, Porphyry, I show Leo completely contained in your seventh house. Therefore, the sun also represents relationships. Plus, this eclipse is, ah, it's a little loose, but um, at rounding to 21 degrees and the descendant rounded to 26, that eclipse is uh, technically about five and a half degrees off of conjunction to your descendant seventh house cusp. It's a it's tiny bit wider. I usually say five degrees either way, but you know, I've learned that uh, the lines are not fixed and invariable and uh, some fudging is allowed. So the fact that this solar eclipse is not only opposing a ruler of your seventh house, but is also loosely conjoining your descendant, indicates relationships are a big deal here too. So uh, new energy into relationships, um, you know, the ones that are awesome, put more juice into them, the ones that need to be let go, let them go or minimize contact, what I said earlier in the forecast for everybody around the Pluto prescription applies here. So relationships are another significant theme of the eclipse. Um, the eclipse squaring Saturn um, quite tightly um, has a lot to say too. Saturn, of course, is the natural ruler of work and productivity. Um, therefore, new beginnings and getting out and doing stuff in the world. Um, Saturn is your chart ruler, which of course is a, a major new beginning energy. Um, the first house is the house of, you know, new starts. So any new major stuff you want to get started is supported by this. We, we saw that new start energy uh, stimulated in other ways by the eclipse as well. And Saturn 
is being tightly squared by the eclipse has other layers of meaning as well. Uh, Mo, your Saturn is in Libra, so that's relationships and creativity. That theme could be sparked. Saturn's in your ninth house in my Porphyry house system, and that could be um, earlier in the forecast I talked about Jupiter uh, changing direction, turning direct, and everything I said about Jupiter also applies to the ninth house. So whatever you want to get into relating ninth house, uh, because of this eclipse stimulation, just a brief nutshell run. Uh, religion, philosophy, the meaning of life, foreign countries, foreign travel, anything that came from a foreign country, uh, enthusiasm, joy, celebration. Uh, there's even more stuff, but those are the, the ones that immediately come to mind. Optimism, joy, expansion. All that can be lit up by the eclipse, too, because it's squaring a ninth house planet. So, Mo, there's a lot of ways you could play with this eclipse. And there's still a level I haven't gone to. I've only talked about the transiting Sun and Moon. I haven't talked about transiting Pluto, which, as I made such a big deal about, is directly opposing the Sun and Moon during the eclipse. So what's Pluto up to for you, Mo? Um, well, for starters, Pluto has been conjoining your Sun for about three years and is just now starting a conjunction to your south node. So um, Pluto to the Sun is all things being equal, the most powerful transit a person can ever have in their lifetime. Most people don't even get it. Um, only about one in four people um, have Pluto on their sun because it takes so long to come around the chart. Maybe one in three, depends on your lifespan. Pluto takes about 250 years to go around the chart. So that Pluto prescription I gave earlier in the podcast, Mo, it goes for you in spades. Oh my God. Just anything and everything that needs releasing, let it go, whether it's you know, stuff, relationships, habits, uh, ways of being, and the empowerment potential is just totally off the charts here. Um, with Pluto slowly working these three conjunctions in a row, already conjunct the sun, now beginning the conjunction to the south node, and then in about oh, three years or so, maybe less, two, three years, it'll begin conjoining the ascendant too. Um, and in the meantime, it's going to be, it's already squaring Saturn. It'll be squaring Pluto as it hits the ascendant. Uh, that's a lot of Pluto by hard aspect. So the next coming years, Mo, is just tremendously transformational for you. I would be really going for it, saying, okay, I'm going to transform as rapidly and wonderfully as I possibly can. A lot of shadow work will be involved here because Pluto on the sun, Pluto on the south node. Pluto square, natal Saturn, and Pluto, that's all shadow work indications. So be sure you've got a really effective shadow work modality. Um, again, uh, the two references on my site that might be helpful is um, my post on the shadow work uh, resources, U.S. and International. I referenced it earlier, but I'll, I'll give it here as well. So if you just go to astroshaman.com, go to the search box, type shadow work resources, U.S. and International. It should come up very quickly in the search. And my healing invocation, if you don't already have a quick, efficient tool, Mo, that can help you clear challenging emotions really quickly and efficiently, um, that technique does that really well. I've been getting feedback on that for years from people who've used it. And uh, once again, the way to get to that is to go to the menu bar of astroshaman.com, click resources, first item down, invocations for healing and awakening. That takes you to a page with two posts. The second one with the screaming man photo describes how to call in healing from your higher self and then passively let it work through. So that would be some really good stuff for you to do, Mo, while, this, uh, while these eclipse effects are going. So 
For UMO, it's much longer than just the eclipse because of Pluto. The eclipse effects, of course, will last up to a year, up through you know mid-July of 2019. But because of Pluto, whoa, um, you got easy. I mean, Pluto is moving about two degrees a year now as I speak. He's at 20, and um, it's he won't clear your ascendant until 29. So that's a easy five years of strong Pluto effect. So clear out what you can, as already described. The more you do, the more that wealth and power comes in. Wealth, whatever you value. Power, ideally, in my opinion, not power over others, but, you know, surrendering to the divine. How may I serve? You know, you know guide me with a vision. Give me the power to do it. The more I've done that, the more amazing my life has become. And everyone I've talked to who's done the same thing just can't say enough good things about Oh, it's so awesome to just relax, let the divine guide you, empower you. It's such a superior way to live than ego-directed life. So if that sounds interesting to you, Mo, then check it out. And I think that's uh, mostly it. I do want to mention also Pluto is sextile your midheaven, and it does rule your midheaven. So that's a fabulous combo for at least the next two years, Mo. Very strong potential for wealth and power and career. We're going out as an agent of transformation, transmutation, uh, very, very juicy time for you. Um, it's not often that you can have Pluto hitting so many things at one time over a multi-year period and, and have so much opportunity available, not just for personal release and growth and transformation, but for success out in the world. So uh, this eclipse and Pluto's involvement with it is very auspicious for you, Mo. It's going to be intense, that I can guarantee you. If you don't have good shadow work tools, if you're not dealing with your challenging emotions that are coming up, it could be really rocky. If you have a good shadow work process and you're working it consciously and effectively, then you'll peel those layers quickly and efficiently and you will come out shining and vastly increased consciousness as the coming years go by. So Mo, I hope that was a helpful interpretation for you. Um, I'd love your feedback. If you want to pop me an email at info at astroshaman.com, I'll be happy to share your comments with the listeners if you feel so inclined. Thanks, Mo, for sending in your chart, and you remain eligible for a free session every month. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you.
check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two separate opportunities, chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. You can also donate to support us. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be automatically redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please subscribe through iTunes and help us keep our standing as the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index. The overview begins at 1 minute 24 seconds. July 1st, 2 minutes 15 seconds. The 3rd, 3.14. The 5th, 4.35. The 6th, 8.27. The 8th, 8.43. The 9th, 11.20. The 10th, 11.53. The 11th, 13.56. The 12th, 16.45. The 14th, 28.35. The 15th, 28.55. Next shows highlights, 29.46. Announcements, 31.30 and our listener chart 3331. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.